everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we are here with Dave and Patty of the Yonkers Film Festival, or YOFI, for the locals around here. Hi there. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. (laughs) But first, beer. So today's beer, I'm going to open it and then Dana can pour, uh, is from the brewery called, a brewery called Torch and Crown. Uh, which is located in Manhattan, 12 Van Damme Street. It's downtown. Uh, It is the almost famous IPA. It's a New England IPA or India Pale Ale, and it packs peach and grapefruit notes. Um, This is our first beer release. We are almost famous, right? That's the famous quote quote for this beer. Yeah, this is their first beer. Uh, The founders, Joe Correa and John Dantzler, had fake IDs confiscated from them from an East Village bar at the age of 16. <laughs> Left with no other way to buy beer, they decided at a young age, we should make this in the future. So they, they kind of hilarious. have been friends since the age, you know, since high school years and decided that one day they would own a craft brewery. What a so, story. What a way to... <laughs> torch, torch. I, I was a bartender That's in an East Village bar. Yeah? And maybe... I mean, who knows? Be great I, this that beer has down. come full, full circle. circle because I wouldn't serve them. Because of you. Which is probably unlikely because I served anybody. <laughs> Cheers, folks. Cheers. Let's Cheers. taste the beer. Cheers. It smells Cheers. delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. Oh. That's really easy to what drink. What do you guys think? Great breakfast beer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, for some of us, the first thing we've had today. It's 6.6%. I always, yes. I almost, always put grapefruit in my beer. I like half a Do you really? With grapefruit, yeah. Nice. And this is actually really mellow with an IPA. And I'm not an IPA fan. Yeah, it's pretty cool. A little uh, hoppy for my taste, but this is nice uh, tones of fruit to it. Mm-hmm. Does that sound fancy when I say tones of fruit? Tones of fruit. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's kind and of does citrusy. does it sound when I ask if you only brought one can? <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't normally like IPAs, what's your go-to beer-wise? I'm a uh, stout drinker. Oh, oh. Like stouts okay. uh, or the, the darker things, porters, okay. ales. Even like in July on a hot day, does it matter? I drink hot coffee year round. Oh, jeez. Uh, he does shandies, though. He likes the, shand- the lighter. It's true. Once a while on the beach, I'll have an ice cold Corona or a. Uh, yeah. Or some sort of something with the. the what is that? The Schornbacher? The Lightning Kugel? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the great Milwaukee. Yeah. 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 But you can only have like one of those. And by the second one, you're like, eh. Yeah. The flavor is very specific. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, this, is, this would be a nice thing to have on a really hot day mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. And I could probably, the flavor is such, you could have a couple of them. Yeah, absolutely. complex enough yeah. to hold my attention. Patty, so, what's your, what's your go-to beer? Kolsch's and Hefeweizen's nice. most exclusively. Okay. But nice. I'll do, um, Pilsner is kind of the mm-hmm. most perfumey I get. Or, yeah. Or the most bitter I get. Yeah. But, um, but we have a whole different beer menu when we're abroad. Oh, Patty has taught me beer. the joy of German beer in Germany. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, the Dunkelweizen. Uh, the Dunkelweizen there. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. That's different than beer. All <laughs> and I have. Yeah, I'm German, so I've always been kind of a, a beer a hole. Like, I'm really so, how old were you when you had your first beer? Was it like in your family? Like, oh, have yeah. That. They're they're um, they're called Rodlers. You know, Rodlers. Oh yeah. Beers, was that, that the first beer you ever had? Yes, I believe nice. it was. And I had Sicilian neighbors, so I did the wine and Coca Cola thing too, kind of coming up. Now I have fourteen year olds, and we don't tell them that very often. Tell them not to listen. But to they this. will be <laughs> they will be sixteen next okay. July, and they will be legal. We can't even tell them not to go. Yeah. And my mother's from Germany. She's here visiting. From yeah. Korea. 
So we can't even tell them that they can't order a beer on their own when they're 16 in Bavaria. Yeah. Good for so them. They get, they get that uh, advantage. But yeah, I mean, I grew up with, with beer uh, very prevalent in my family. That's and I've cool. always loved it. Mine was Schlitz malt liquor. That's normally, that's <laughs> normally what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Served to me by my grandfather after mowing the lawn. I was under 10. So, Wait a minute! <laughs> that was your reward for hot, hot summer day. Exactly. Nice. He was having. He was sitting in a lawn chair watching me do it. That's pointing awesome. out the spots I missed. And when I finished, he's like, "There you go." That's your mom. He gave you a full can. My mom's dead. Yeah. Not a yeah. taste, like a no, can. No, full toil. Like, I totally. And which I don't know if I finished it or not, but uh, he passed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I don't really drink a lot of malt liquor anymore. That's I don't know if it's because of that. Woke up with a sunburn. You mentioned the Coca-Cola and red wine. What is that about? Does anybody explain that to you? I don't understand the mix of that. Like, why people still order it in bars? Well, why is that a thing? It's, I, it's the same thing with the with the Seven Up and beer. I think it's just yeah. I you guess. can drink it faster. It's palatable. I know exactly. <laughs> no, believe me. Yeah. Um, I guess get people kids in early <laughs> back in the day. That, I mean, that's what it I was. Guess. It was just Sunday Sicilian dinners, and everybody, depending on the age of the kid, it's how much wine went in the Coca Cola. So I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make a deal with you guys. <laughs> what? This brewery is opening their tap room in Soho this summer. So when that happens, we should all go down. Oh, that'd be Absolutely. great. That'd yeah. be awesome. Do they have malt liquor? I'm ready to try <laughs> that. Do they have sick. wine and Coca-Cola? <laughs> <laughs> What's your closest to Schlitz malt liquor? Get out! <laughs> what we'll for? How, how old are these guys now? These, uh, uh, they really just came out last year. They, they've but the kids not are, been are around they like 20, 30s, 40s? Yeah, they got to be in their late 20s, early okay. 30s. Yeah. How cool is that, though? Yeah. Uh, okay. So they're 16, 15 years of age. <laughs> 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 I'm doing the math here. Yeah, I'm stuck with them. So the Yonkers Film Festival. Yes. How many years have you guys been doing this now? This is year seven. Wow. What made you start this? Are you film people? Did you work in film? Are you film buffs? Like what started this whole thing? Yes. <laughs> All of the above. We are. Uh, we work in film, but we work in film because we're film people. I think we mm-hmm. like movies, and so we wanted to make movies. That's what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film festival is our volunteer hobby. And we started because, well, I'll tell you the story I always tell, and I've lost track of whether it's true or not, but it's a pretty good story. <laughs> I, I have the true one. Uh, the true one? Yeah, yeah I have the true don't, one. Don't tell that one. <laughs> the story goes, the legend is that um, we moved up uh, to Westchester from, um, from Manhattan, mm-hmm. and we missed things about from the city. Village. From the East Village. Nice. And we missed things about the city, and we would sit around and go, Someone should have this, and someone should have that, and talk about all the things we had in our old neighborhood that yeah. we didn't have in Yonkers. And one of the things was like, there should be a place to see movies that isn't a multiplex. We mm-hmm. can see interesting sorts of movies. And this is, again, seven years ago before um, a lot of great theaters like Alamo Draft House Cinema right. were open. So it was hard to see non-Hollywood movies mm-hmm. in the theater. Was so Jacob it, Burns open at that time? Jacob or? Burns was open, but that's way north. Far away. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome, but it's, it's a trek. It and is, again, yeah. Coming out of Manhattan, you're not used yeah. to having to go more than a couple blocks right. to get whatever you need. Um, so we kind of said, let's do that. And uh, this will be easy. Uh. And um, <laughs> you know, we make movies. We have friends who make movies. Let's get a bunch of movies and we'll show them. And um, we were kind of blessed with this great combination of enthusiasm and, and stupidity 
did this could be simple. Go hand in hand. And so we had a we made a press announcement and we told the city of Yonkers, hey, we want to do it here. Oh wow, in, in, you went big in April, right? In oh no, we we did the press announcement I think in like February, and then the festival was supposed to be in uh, October, and then we didn't do anything until like June. <laughs> we just sat around and forgot about it, and went back to our lives. Forgot about it. And then uh, <laughs> we figured we'd get to it, and it couldn't be that hard. But then you start to scramble in June. And we were calling up sponsors, and they're like, it's for next year? I'm like, no, this is for like eight weeks from now. They're like, oh, there's no way you can do that. <laughs> and we pushed the sheer persistence of will. We just made it happen. And it was awful. Oh, wow. It was a lot of work. It almost killed us. And, um, but people loved it. The first year went really well. And I said, well, it was a lot of work, but next year it'll be easier. Because yeah. we've already done it once now. So we said we'd do it a second year. And the second year did not go well. Why? We didn't really learn enough the first year. Wow. We didn't pay attention okay. to what we learned. There was a, I think sometimes there's a pent-up demand for something because people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people came out to it going, I'm going to like this. But people were walking out because we, we um, didn't understand our audience well and we showed some films that were maybe not the right films to show that year. Um, okay. And we showed them for a variety of reasons and maybe we would do it differently if we had to choose some of the films we showed. But I think some people saw them and said, yeah, all right, now I see what these things are. Yeah. And uh, it's not, film festivals are not for me. So the second year, we didn't get everyone coming back mm. the way we had hoped because mm-hmm. it just wasn't for everyone. Some right. people don't like subtitles. Yeah. Some yeah. people don't like films that are not in English. Right. So there's a lot of things people don't like. Some people don't like films that aren't a traditional narrative arc to them, mm-hmm. beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. Um, and we showed a lot of stuff that was really kind of edgier than I think people were used to. So the second year was tough because it was not as well attended. And that was, I think, our hardest year. It was demoralizing. Yeah. Because uh, it was still a lot of work because we tried to make it bigger. Right. So we did year three. So, <laughs> right. Now we know how to do it. We do year three. And really, that's our motto every year. It's like, okay, now we know how to do it. Now it will get easier. Now we know what people want. Does it feel easier now? No. Year seven? No. No, because we keep making it harder. Because just when we know how to do it, we go, well, what if we had, instead of three days, what if we do ten days? Instead of one theater, what if we do three theaters? And what if we, instead of just being in one place, what if we're in, you know, four cities? What? One year, our year five, we were all over Westchester. We thought, this would be cool. We'll bring the, the films to them. If we, we can get them Pelham, to come to us. Oh, my Alamo. God. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, Alamo, New Rochelle, Bronxville. But then by year three, is that when it started to get... A bigger audience? I don't remember year two, obviously. Yeah, it out. well, year one, <laughs> if you look at, yeah, year one had a, whatever the audience was. We'll say that was our basic audience. Mm-hmm. Year two had less than that. Mm-hmm. Year three had more than year two and probably more than year one. Uh, and that's grown ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but partly also because it has built community. Right. You know, people now go, I want to be a part of that. You know, there's a lot of filmmakers, a lot of people interested in the arts. There's a lot of people who are moving out of New York City looking for something to do in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Um, more than half our audience doesn't come from Yonkers. So we are, people are traveling to get here. And people are traveling from, you know, I was going to say as far away as Brooklyn, but really last year we had people come in from Moscow, from Australia. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? China, we had some... Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the Russian Moscow, not, not Moscow, New Jersey, but the real Moscow. Uh, yeah, we have people coming in from all over the world now. Um, who are there's one guy who came I, shouldn't, I don't want to out him because his government might get mad at him but he uh, was so it took him two years to get a visa to come mm. here wow. he was you know really it took a lot of work on his part to get to 
America and get two Yonkers. And he uh, you know, would correspond with us constantly and send us movies. And we finally got one in, and it aligned with when he um, was able to get a visa together. Nice. And came, and while he was here, he saw a little, what do you call it, a, a sapling, a little small tree. Mm-hmm. And he snuck that in a plastic bag into his luggage, and he brought it back to his home country, and he planted it outside of his window. And he sends us updates on that tree, and it's growing. Not just us, but all the filmmakers. He's like tapped into all the filmmakers. How did he know about you guys? How did he find out? We're an international film festival. Um, We are on a a submissions platform called Film Freeway, which we love. Plug for Film Freeway. And after the second year, when we sort of, my version, is we sort of switched from um, exclusively trying to accommodate Yonkers people, Mm because film festival is a little esoteric for some Mm -hmm. people. Uh, to expanding in Westchester, but really tapping into our filmmakers. I do the programming. I watch all the films. Uh, I have a committee. Um, and we started to get voted best top 100 film festivals by filmmakers. Wow. So it started to take on, which I think we're nine or ten times we've been voted that. So it, when they go on Film Freeway, we are listed there. And so it immediate, without a lot of money, we don't have a lot of money to spend on, on promoting the festival. Um, just by that sort of internal word mm-hmm. of mouth, we started to get a whole different level of submissions. That's so cool. And people were talking about it, and they were telling their friends, and we were, were nice, we're very nice to filmmakers, <laughs> and yeah. we um, were nice to alumni, so we offered discounts to, to bring people in, because if the experience isn't good, and that was kind of what we left the East Village with, like, people showed up at a coffee shop to find out what was going on that night, and right. everybody went. Yeah. Show up is kind of our model, yeah. our, our motto. Um, so when we started to really tap into the uh, our great filmmakers, we get to show their stuff, and you know most of them really buy in, and they help bring people up, and they come back, and some have collaborated. There's a um, Six Borough Film Collective. I have the card in my thing, uh, which is a, a local Westchester filmmakers have gotten together, and they started a collective. Um, so we tapped more into that, and that's kind of our wheelhouse because mm-hmm. we are filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of, to me, that's one of the transitions that move. Oh, that's what I do. Anyway, Dave well, is more. Uh, well, I think what Patty has done, which is the key to our success, is it's, it's not enough to show movies. I mean, you can watch Netflix, right. Amazon, Hulu, HBO. There's plenty of places to watch movies. Um, but it is movies and more, really, that I think attracts our audience. Um, especially now that we have this space, this mm-hmm. year-round space. Before, we were limited to a couple days a year. But now we can kind of parse it out and mm-hmm. do all kinds of very niche programming year-round. Later today, we have a free workshop. We're doing a, a cinema uh, series on history of film and different types of film. Today is art film. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't have done that at the festival, but we can do it here. Right. By offering these things, we feel coming back over and over and over and meeting each other. And they talk to each other over mm-hmm. and over and over. And we've had filmmakers who meet each other at these things, go off, make a film together, come back and submit that film to the festival so it goes full circle. Um, I think also we do food and film evenings where you can have, we, we do a pairing basically mm-hmm. of a film and we uh, often will have or a collection of films, a collection of short films, a program of films, and um, then a meal that goes with that where the, the dishes are based on things from the film. That's cool. So you can't get that on HBO. Right. You can't get a Q&A with the director on HBO where you get to ask questions. Right. So everything we do, we try and make it an experiential thing mm-hmm. and not just a movie because I think 
it's too hard just to show movies anymore. Yeah. And I think people want more. And you have to get people to leave their house. I yeah. love to watch movies at home yeah. where they can start on at couch, you know, 10, yeah. 18, right. and then they take a pause right. at 11.02 so I can walk my dog, yeah. and it starts again when I need it to. That's awesome. But it's not the same as going across the hall there to the theater and being in a dark room in yeah. a real movie theater seat with a huge screen and a surround sound system and getting to see cinema as an art form, the way yeah. it's supposed to be seen. I mean, I watch movies on my phone, yeah. but I can't watch movies. I can't view cinema on my phone because it's just the filmmaker you know, wants something else. I think there's also something to say for the experience of watching something with other people. Totally. Like, there are Absolutely. some movies that I see a preview, I'm like, I'm definitely going to the theater to watch that. I want to feel the energy totally. of the room. Or talk about it afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, well, you could also drink at home. <laughs> the alcohol. You can drink at the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And if you sneak a flask in, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Our policy is if you don't spill it, we're not going to ask too many questions. <laughs> yeah. It's the cleaning up. We know sucks. everybody's, that's what we're saying. I know everybody who's sitting in here. We were watching anything. something uh, in the theater in Bronxville, and we might have snuck a beer or two in. And it was hard enough, like, opening the can. Yeah. But there was a couple behind us that brought real wine glasses <laughs> and dropped them on the tile floor. And he was crash. I was like, why would you even bring those from your house? So we were walking out. There's glass all I over think. the floor. And then there was a wine bottle, a full wine bottle sticking out of her purse. And I'm like, wow. That's okay, hilarious. I don't feel bad about bringing one tall boy. In Suddenly it's not so yeah. bad. Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. That's so good. So when you guys started out in the beginning and... You're like, oh, this is going to be easy. You waited a few months. Was it just the two of you, or did you have people volunteering to help? We've been we've been fortunate that people have been very generous with their time and supported what we're doing and what we then collectively all do together. But really, it was the two of us because we didn't realize the help we right, needed. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. So we're well, like, we had Anna Veritelev, uh, who works with Yonkers Parks Education, come in as our event person. She knew everybody in Yonkers. She's she a party player. Uh, you need so that. So she introduced yeah. us to Zupa, who have become a long-time supporters, yeah. and, and uh, well, they've met Yonkers Brewing Company. Um, yeah, we, we, Anna was great to introduce us to a lot of the local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our parties, you know, if you're going to talk about experiential, people, I think, there is people. All right, I'll tell another story, but I don't want to say who it is. You know who it is. There are people who, um, what I like to say is, uh, they came for the beer, but they stayed for the movies. <laughs> they, uh, they are, well, I won't say that, it gives away too much, but. <laughs> for the free beer. Yes, so they are, they called me up and they said, well, if we buy tickets, we get to go the, for the you know, festival passes, we get to go to the parties. I said, yeah. They go, well, is there unlimited beer at the party? And I said, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not drink tickets. Yeah, within reason. We just, right. we don't count what you have. We don't give right. you tickets. You can have beer, sure, it's yeah. a party. They said, so really, do we have to go to the movie or can we just go to the party? And I said, How rude! You, you could just go to the party. We don't check. We don't quiz that. you. So yeah, and they go. So we get to have as much beer as we want for this. I think. Price. How old are you? And, uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I said, yeah, you could do that. So they did that. Wow. They bought the thing. They came to the party. They had all the beer they wanted. But what they found out is everyone else was talking about the movies they saw mm. that day. And there's like a buzz going on. Like, yeah. Oh, do you see that? I saw this thing. Do you do that? And. So then they said, well, you know, can we go to movies next? I said, you have passes for the weekend. You, <laughs> you know whatever you want. Right? Not just for the beer. Um, so they went and they got passes and went to the movies the next day. And that night went to the party and could be part of that conversation. Nice. And, and these were not movie people. And these documentaries. Are, How are you not a movie person? Oh, these, these were people who are, who are 
yeah, they were not. <laughs> that's not a big thing in their life, but it is now. And then for wow. the next couple of years after, they were like some of the first people to buy tickets yeah. when they went on sale. That's great. Yeah. So it is, you know, I think it's sort of, um, it's about all these things. It's mm -hmm. not just about movies. It's not just about parties. Yeah. Now we have a lot of workshops. There's a huge educational component. Mm -hmm. And we do workshops where we, you know, we're very fortunate to know a lot of people in the film industry who are really good at what they do mm -hmm. and have won Academy Awards and Emmys and things like that. And we can kind of convince them to give us 90 minutes of their time to come and do a workshop. So one could be on documentaries, one's on you know, how to screen capture writing, sound properly. Sound, sound design, screenwriting, um, uh, social media, branding, yeah. you know, anything that might help a filmmaker. Nice. Um, and we do networking events, we do all kinds of things now. So it's no longer, showing movies is one of the things we do, but it's not the be all and end all anymore. Right. Um, but it's still what we love, it's at mm -hmm. the core of this. But, um, you know, YoFi Fest, we say, is your film festival. Mm -hmm. And you will find something about this that will connect to you mm -hmm. and be of interest to you. Mm -hmm. And by making that the entry point to it, you will discover all these other things that might also be of interest. Nice. Yeah, because it's about storytelling. So yeah. people get together and it becomes this. Like, yeah. everybody tells their story, they can connect through that. We also curate... Um, we're an international film festival, but we also curate um, local programming. Mm -hmm. So we do a... DIY done in Yonkers oh, nice. program for Yonkers filmmakers, um, and we do Westchester. Westchester we Wednesday. Westchester program. Didn't know there were so many filmmakers in in Westchester. Me neither. Um, <laughs> and that's always really fun because they're always very excited and supportive, and yeah. they come. You know, they, those guys come. A lot of filmmakers can't make it. Yeah. Some do these kickstarters to come from China or Russia or whatever. Um, we don't. We are not for profit, and we don't. We have a lot of extra money to right. to give them things, but we actually a lot of houses friends of ours will give up their house for so they'll give lodging wow <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but there are people so we can at least offer that yeah. and then anything that we like we said like there'll be plenty of food for you there right. um you know and what you can make connections here so um so yeah we really like our filmmakers and they keep coming back and there's uh and and the film festival industry itself is very uh uh complicated right now there's everybody's popping up these online film festivals because you can mm. you can theoretically make a lot of money getting submissions, mm. um, and then kind of not really do anything with yeah. it. We are a live festival. That's why right. the integrity of the festival. We watch every frame of every film that comes right. in. I watch every frame, and then our committee wow. does. Um, because well, they sent it to you know like right. I, don't, I don't understand people can't do that, but yeah. that's a whole other conversation. I think some festivals have very few slots. So if you take in all these submissions mm -hmm. and only show three movies. There's a lot of mm -hmm. things there. Last year we showed 180 something movies. What? So all the money that we're taking in, we're turning right around yeah. and putting it back on the screen. So um, we could do it differently, but it would be like, you know, we, the whole reason to have a film festival is to show movies. So to try and show right. less movies, we may have to show less this year cause only because it's just exhausting to right. show that many yeah. movies. And also in, you know, independent films, we still screen it and, and you know, pick the ones that fit into our programming. But a lot of people will go, there's so much independent film right. now that festivals will go after the ones that have a little bit of buzz from some of the bigger festivals and pay for them mm -hmm. and put them in rather than, we, we watch before we ever even consider any partnerships like that, which are rare. Um, we watch everything and, and, and if it, the programming fills up with our submissions, which it usually does, then yeah. that's what we do. So we don't, you know, we don't tap into what? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking no, for when you're watching the movie? Right <laughs> when you're watching these films that came in, what is your criteria? What are you looking for? Um, 
That's a very good question. Thank is there you. a certain uh, number of films per category? No, a certain number of documentaries? Okay. Um, no, I think that we are looking for really compelling stories that are well told. Okay. Um, sometimes it's a great idea, not well told. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a beautiful film, but there's no compelling story to it. Mm -hmm. And we'll or on the alternate, it's a great story, and some of the, the technical things aren't great. We, if, if it's a good story, well told. We're pretty sure. forgiving, you know. Yeah. If, this, if it's a little dark or maybe out of focus, yeah. uh, sounds a little muffled, we may we may be okay with that. Okay. If the story is compelling enough to hold your attention, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that the audience gets yeah. a, uh, a a good experience. But we know that the people who we're supporting are early in their careers. Right. You know, we, we are not Sundance. You know, we know that. Um, and nor do we want to be. We're a different thing. When you submit to us, every, like Patty was saying, every slot is open. You may be our opening night film. You know, we don't pre-program anything. So yeah. We never know until everything's in. And Patty and the screenings committee watch every film at least twice, and wow. then every frame. Some festivals, I think, watch the first five minutes and go, nope, not going to do it. Wow. We watch everything. Well, they're filled. Right. Or they, yeah, they know that they only have three slots out of the 50 that they're mm -hmm. going to show. Mm -hmm. We have every slot open to every film. Everyone has a chance. Wow. Um, so I do, I actually have a board and post-its and co different colored yeah. cards. And that's I like things. How do you keep that straight? Well, that's like, what I just make piles. Everything. I make piles. <laughs> I write it notes and I make, I'm very analog that way. And I do it all on computer. And it starts mm -hmm. to reveal itself. Like yeah. we'll have, um, you know, our, our specific programming comes from what comes in. So we mm -hmm. may have, you know, a whole slew of, of women-driven sci-fi films. It's like, oh, well, there's a kind of a little, let's okay. put all those guys together. Nice. Um, you know, tons of women in the film industry is a big conversation mm -hmm. now. I think we had... Uh, every, every year there's a different zeitgeist. And yeah. Every year has a different group of people telling a different kind of story. But yeah. they don't realize, because they're telling these independent of each other, right. stories are coming in from all over, and there's a weird connection. One year a, there were a lot of films that uh, were uh, about people being hit by hammers. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> we didn't have hammers. Just over and over again? Like, were yeah, like, some got hit once, some got hit over and over again. There were yeah. like six films of his. Six or seven, yeah. There we were tend, a lot we of. Tend not to what was going on that year? year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, and figure that the time from when you decide to make a film to the time we see it is probably a year. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what happened a year prior. <laughs> yeah. Some years, car films have been big, some years, um, different things. You know, yeah. but you feel this pattern and you see it because you're seeing this cross section from around the world of independent cinema reflecting the stories that are of interest to people to tell. And, you know, most of these people are not being paid to make these movies. Yeah. They're actually paying to make them. So they are choosing to put in all this work to make these films about these subjects. It's mm -hmm. interesting. But it is chiseled out of the pile of films that we get. So mm -hmm. it's so we kind of, we, we, we watch everything and then we sort That's of a lot of work. put it together rather than having something preconceived and looking for right. things to fill right. the slot. That That's how sense. we've done it so far. Yeah. <laughs> That makes I mean, sense in submissions increase fairly dramatically each year, right. so um, that's our that's our methodology well, now. It's you know it's it's a good upward spiral that the more films we show, the more films we get. The mm -hmm. more films we get, the better the films we can show. Mm -hmm. The more good films we show, people go, I want to be in that festival. Right. Yeah. And so it is again. Why do we keep doing it? Because in a way, theoretically, it does get easier. Mm -hmm. um, even though it doesn't feel easier, it feels better. I think the films yeah, we show go. now are we have much more film that we can choose from. It's much more competitive now than it was. Mm -hmm. But if last year we showed 180, the first year we showed 72 or something. Mm -hmm. So we've increased the number of films, the number of days, the number of theaters um, to meet that demand because we want to support as many people as possible mm -hmm. and have their work shown and help them reach an audience. And now is a year-round space to continue that. Right, a year-round space helps us do it. It also helps us do very niche programming 
that might not fit in the festival. That we can do a whole day of, what did we do this year? We did uh, Irish history and culture. We did black yeah. uh, history. We did a showcase of Japanese films paired with food. We did things that would be appropriate. appropriate. Right. Uh, things that might not be appropriate for the festival, but here we can give up eight hours for it. Yeah. Make it a 10 a.m. to a 10 p.m. kind of day. How are we looking for this year so far? How many are you watching movies every weekend? <laughs> like, what's going on? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when did the submissions start coming in? They started coming in in January. <laughs> they did. And, and I have to have my decision first week in August. And I have. Understood, okay. Uh, I think we now have about maybe 600. Wow. You would think we would learn. <laughs> and then we have a big push in two weeks. Uh, we have our, our uh, June 11th, we have a big marketing push. So we'll have. And I spend a lot of time from now on watching, yeah. you know, watching films day and night. Whether we're driving or, or but the screenings committee has started. Yeah, the, our, our committee has. So I have two many on the committee. So we have, I think, ten right now. Okay. So we have student films as a as a thing, shorts and features. Mm-hmm. I kind of divvy them out mm-hmm. and and parse them out, okay, and then good. we um, generally we're in harmony. Uh, but if we hit anything that that you know, where like the three of us or the four of us or five of whatever yeah. feel differently, then we all get together and we kind of hash out okay. why we feel so differently. So I try to keep it a diverse group with yeah, that. We do yeah. we do show a fairly substantial amount of student films. Our, our, we're moving a little bit more. We're, we're launching a program called Yofi Youth, um, okay. which is really started as bringing stuff to Yonkers kids who mm-hmm. didn't have it. Uh, primarily, um, you know, inviting to festival, doing internships, but we started to do these mentoring programs. Where we're pairing them with local filmmakers. That's cool. Which was kind of just like, hey, hey talk to these guys. Yeah. And now it's grown where they're going to be, some of them are going to be hired for internships. Wow. Um, and uh, we're, we kind of want to build on that. We didn't think well, we were going to do a lot of that, but I think we're... No, we do much more educational stuff than I thought we were going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, for the third year now, this year, recently, last, two weeks ago, we sponsored a team for the Jacob Burns Film Challenge, 48-hour film challenge, oh no, 24-hour film challenge. And that's where um, the team, we paid their admission fees and we gave them T-shirts and snacks. They get a scholarship, the whole yeah. thing. Uh, we send them up to Jacob Burns and the Jacob Burns Film Center on Friday night at 5 p.m. says, "Here's you have to use this phrase, this prop. They give you all these things about what you have to make a movie out of because that way you can't write it in advance. Right. And they stay up all night and they make it, and they shoot it in the morning, and then Saturday night, 24 hours later, it, it gets up on the big screen. That's and amazing. It's our third year sponsoring a team, and for the third year, our team has won. We are so proud of these kids. I was, I was almost in tears. They, they went up. They're comp- First of all, obviously, they had the most diversity in the group, and they're Yonkers, and they totally represent. They wore Yo-Fi t-shirts yeah. through the entire thing, including what was on screen. Nice. And... Um, Incredible, and I didn't know most of them. Most of them didn't have any film experience. It was just kind of a notion for them. And I sat there with them. I came up as they all took an Uber up together. I gave them each money to buy food. Then they decided to take an Uber up. Uh, I went up. None of their family could make it up there. It's a little bit of a hike, and drove them all back. So I had oh. the, the, the so I was sitting there, and I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I hadn't seen it before. And they were sitting in front, and I will tell you, they were one of the only groups that complimented every group that did. They really yeah. got yeah. the whole yeah. idea of it. And they won, and they had no idea, and I had no idea, and I just watched the particular intern, we have an intern um, named Alex, uh, who was kind of leading it, and yeah. just the look, I mean, because it kind of tears, they, <laughs> they were really, like, so excited. That's great. And when they went through it and talked about the reasoning behind it, um, they said they got the subtlety of the of the, the call, you know, the things that they yeah. had to include in it. So that was very exciting, and it was like, like really so we're cool. going to do a screening here, they'll be at the film festival 
uh, we'll do it. We'll, they'll be part of our Dunning Yonkers program, and we'll nice. screen their film. And it was really, but it's great. Like that's an opportunity these guys wouldn't yeah. normally get. So they give the, Jacob Burns offers them a scholarship, uh, and then we have to do all you know to get them up yeah. there and, and think, do more of that. I think that what we realize, I mean, we took it for granted that people have access to see different kinds of, of film. And really what you're doing when you see different kinds of film is you're hearing different kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. Stories are told different ways in different mediums. And I think that um, we just took it for granted. And I, these kids don't have access to that. Mm -hmm. And some of them have never been outside of Yonkers. They haven't been to New York City. Wow. Which is contiguous. I mean, it touches right. Yonkers. The yeah. subway is right there. Right. But they don't go anywhere. Their world is very small. Yeah. Our screen across the hall, which is... 18 feet in diameter, what it is, becomes a big window for them to yeah. see a world outside of the one they're in. Mm -hmm. And through that window, they're seeing stories from all over the world that are then transforming their lives. Mm -hmm. And they go, whoa. And by having that resource, they can dream bigger. Mm -hmm. They can dream of something that they didn't even know existed. But then they see a story, and I'm not even saying that they should become filmmakers, but by sponsoring them to do these programs, they learn teamwork, they learn cooperation how to express themselves articulately and thoughtfully, how to listen to others respectfully, how to do all these things that are just necessary to make a movie but really translate to anything they're going to do, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, how to take on a project and do it to the best of your ability mm -hmm. in a timely fashion mm -hmm. and you know, within the, the boundaries they're laid out, or how to push those boundaries. Mm -hmm. How to pivot. How to, how how to, to pivot when something people. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a lot of skills that are coming out of it, and so we have had a series of interns who have said that this experience has, has changed their life. And so when you hear that, it's like, well, do we just want to show movies or do we want to change lives? Yeah. And it, that's amazing. fortunately we can do both. Yeah, so. that's really, really cool. You guys have a fundraiser coming up soon, Yep, correct? This Thursday. Tell us about that. Thursday, June 6th at 6.30 p.m. at the historic Alder Manor. Mm -hmm. North Yonkers. Are there tickets sold for that? Can people just show up? How does that work? Yes, there's tickets available okay. at um, yofifest.com. Okay. Y-O-F-I-F-E-S-T.com. Mm -hmm. um, and yet we have, a, we have a door rate, too, if you want to show up. But it's a beautiful abandoned mansion. It's going to be... That sounds um, sort great. Of a it's live, a beautiful abandoned mansion. I know. <laughs> it's going to be like a live... It's not abandoned anymore. <laughs> we'll have a lot of art there. And yeah, there'll be DJs, there'll be live music, there'll be all kinds of food. It Yonkers Brewing Company's one of our sponsors. Iso Japanese is bringing a bunch of food for Tina. We have involved um, Grayston Bakery, uh, Nine Feet. Do you know those guys? No. They, that is a Yonkers distillery. They make uh, they make a Moroccan fig spirit. What? A one hundred percent rye that's spectacular, oh. and a and you can currently become a shareholder for a hundred dollars with them. They're doing a Kickstarter. They're they're a mom and pop <laughs> place from Riverdale, and they opened a distillery um, on the Sawmill River Road by the by Ooh. the studios in Yonkers. Wow. They're a sponsor, so we're going to have a bunch of craft cocktails and signature nice. cocktails. And Leela's Creperie is going to be our dessert um, truck. So we've got a lot of fun support, and we're going to have a bunch of artists there yeah. and artwork for our auction. And because this match has so many rooms, we're doing a progressive party. We'll start in one room, mm -hmm. and then throughout the evening, a new room will open up. We'll oh, go cool. in there. Rooms will be opening and closing throughout the evening. Yeah. So it's not only a party. It's kind of an art adventure. Yeah. Rooms will be different themes. 
Uh, and you know, it should be super fun. We've never done a fundraiser before. And live music and a DJ. And, um, this is your first and fundraiser in seven years? Fun, fun board meet yeah. us. Do What's it. going yes. on, guys? Come on. <laughs> well, we're a nonprofit, so we have to have a board. And the board yeah, okay. isn't from here, and the board aren't filmmakers, and they're like, you need to support this. You have a year-round space. You've got to support it so you sure. can do free programs. Right. And you have to have a fundraiser and coffee mugs. We're now coffee mugs. We Is there going to be a game of coffee Clue mugs. at the end of the night? That's what it feels yeah, like. Cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be for next year. Mystery that'll thing be for yeah, next year. Exactly. Again, once we know how to do this, then we have to make it more yeah. complicated for yeah. next year. There's a professor yeah. in the study with yeah. the pipe. Exactly. <laughs> Colonel Mustard, I believe. <laughs> always yeah. Colonel Mustard. It's always Colonel Mustard. It's a great space. With like a candelabra or something. Yeah. Unusual. There's lots of candelabras. Is there anything else coming up you guys want our audience to know about? We have, Check, one, I mean, we have one screening coming up um, on June 15th okay. called The Lavender Scare, which is uh, it's our Pride um, screening, mm -hmm. and it is a documentary about the uh, systematic removal of homosexuals from the government in the late 50s. The American during, government. During the, during the American government. It is, it, you will, I promise you will be weeping by the end of this and outraged. Yeah, and I saw it's that. really spectacularly done. It's based on a book, and it's... Uh, the filmmaker happens to be a brother-in-law of a Yonkers person too, oh, so it's wow. got a Yonkers connection. Um, yeah, Josh Howard, and he'll be—he's in the city. He'll be up for Beautiful. the Q and A. So we're going to do that with a party, yeah. reception with that. I was reading about that. It said that if you were even suspected of being gay, you could be it fired is, from your job. You have no idea. I mean, it is, it is so—it is a remarkable, remarkable film, and that'll close our season. We kind of shut down for July. We're going to do some programming in August, and then we start festival season after that. And we'll have this Hispanic Heritage Film Festival in September. Right. And we're doing a cyberbullying oh, program in, uh, in the fall with AT&T. Yes, okay. right. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up in the fall. Well, we'll continue our free lecture series once a month on, on Sunday afternoons. Um, I heard Trump speaking at that, the cyberbullying. <laughs> uh, did you? Speaking at it or speaking about that? Or they're speaking about him? Or he's going to tweet about it. Tweet about it. That, that's <laughs> fake news, by the way. Well, the first uh, time this year, too, we're going to do a, a couple of trailer nights where we're going to uh, have some beer and hang out and invite the filmmakers to bring their trailers in. And I love trailers. I cool. like a whole other art. So, form. like an open mic night. Yeah. Like an open movie night. Yeah. Just bring your thing and show so up and sign up. And That'll probably be in September, October. I mean, what I would tell people, because who knows when they're going to listen to this, um, be far in the future. Could maybe, be. Maybe they'll have flying cars by then. <laughs> but uh, I would. Marty could fly. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you never know. I would tell people to go to yofifest.com, Y-O-F-I-F-E-S-T.com, to find out about the festival, mm -hmm. or Yofi DMAC, which stands for Digital Media Arts Center. So that's Y-O-F-I-D-M-A-C.com, to find out about what's playing year round. Mm -hmm. um, if they look at that, we're pretty good about keeping it up to date. And there's always something. There's free programs, there's uh, not free programs, there's family-centered programming, there's lectures, there's workshops, there's events, there's parties, there's screenings, uh, there's tons of stuff. And just for our, so our listeners know, what building are we sitting in speaking to you today? Oh, well, we are at uh, 28 Wells Avenue <laughs> in Yonkers. Uh, actually, our entrance is on Bashford Street here, which is a beautiful, tiny, little, one-block-long street. Uh, it is the former home of the Otis Elevator Factory. That's the cool. First elevators were, first safety elevators were made. So we are in a historic building. And it's in like this cool little Tribeca back lot kind of thing. It's it really just a is. Cool little uh, 
don't tell anybody. <laughs> but yet at the same Unless time, they want to come tell to everybody. Tell everyone. <laughs> tell everyone you know. Tell everybody, but tell them all to keep it a secret. <laughs> so we, we parked it. on the block here, and walking up, we saw three murals on the walls here. So it's, it does give you that kind of artsy feel. feel. Totally. Yeah. They're everywhere, and they daylighted, so that's like a like a park and has art installations down yeah. there. Downtown Yonkers is blowing up with art. Yep. Uh, yeah. The level of arts and culture in, in the downtown Yonkers area. And by downtown, I mean near the Yonkers train station. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's going on all over Yonkers, but specifically in this area, you know, it's hard to believe that uh, when we started this seven years ago, it felt so difficult and we felt so out of place. And now, you know, it's, it's, there's so much of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're fitting right in. There's art galleries that weren't here years ago. There's um, theater things that happen, music things that happen. Uh, it's just a ton of stuff. And I think that the perception of Yonkers is changing because Yonkers is changing. Yeah. And we're happy to be part of that renaissance. Beautiful. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys so much yeah, for this having us here. Thank you, uh, so thank you for much. the beers. Yeah, yeah, you got no it. Uh, thank you for the service that you're doing to not only the Yonkers community, but Westchester as a whole and the Hudson Valley. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you're thirsty for more, Jim, where can they find us? You have the list in front of you. Can you, just, can you read it, please? Tell me what you remember. Go. Oh, God. <laughs> we record on Anchor, so you can hear us at Anchor, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. Google Play, Spreaker, Breaker, Podbean, Podcast. Radio Spotify. Public. She's speaking over me. <laughs> I was getting there. What's I don't new? think some of those are words. <laughs> Do these places even exist? Just listen to our podcast <laughs> and check out the YoFi Film Festival uh, and all of their. Yep, here it is. <laughs> the seventh annual YoFi Film Fest is going to be taking place between November first and November tenth, all over Westchester. Uh, you can go check them out on their social media uh, at at YoFi Fest or YoFiFest.com is the website. Guys, thank you again so much. Thank you guys. And we we look forward to the film festival this fall. Excellent. Excellent. We hope to see you guys there. Take care, everybody. Bye.